0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast on the Pit Podcast Network. I'm Shad, joined tonight by Brad and Matt. Tonight we'll be doing something a little bit different than hopefully you've heard before in podcasts. On our wrestling show, we'll be talking about What a Maneuver, where we will talk about the history, the users, the effect, all kinds of stuff about one maneuver. Tonight, we're talking about the Powerbomb brad matt how are you guys doing tonight Feeling good doing good all right excellent feeling good tonight also <clears throat> and we're gonna ride this pony as long as it rolls we want to give a shout out to uh, epico cologne who <laughs> followed us on follow, you know commented on my uh, instagram post when i put the first episode up hopefully you're still listening hopefully you like what we do hopefully um We can continue to say that we are Epico Cologne's favorite Pit Podcast Network show, and he might just tell other people about us. He might not, too. But anyway, thank you all for joining us.
1: You know, know, Chad, sorry to interrupt you. I heard that Epico Cologne is a big fan of Riverdale. Um, (laughs) 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 We had an in-depth discussion of Riverdale earlier before the show actually started. Oh, God. (laughs) So maybe – Maybe at a later date we can we can uh, maybe Riverdale for Epico.
0: <laughs> maybe in this maybe in this odd hypothetical future, Epico will join us and you guys can talk about Riverdale or something. I don't know.
1: You know, now that you've thrown that out there, there's nothing I want more in life than to discuss uh, <laughs> the plots of, of Riverdale with Epico Cologne. I want you all to know I'm here for you.
2: Actually.
0: I- Help create dreams, not make them come true, but make dreams.
2: Weird, weird little tidbit I wanted to throw up, Matt, real quick before we get into this. So, you know, Dr. Steve of the Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez fame?
1: Steve, yeah.
2: Do you know he was a cameraman for Mid-Atlantic in like the late 70s? Are you kidding me? No. Um, I've talked crazy. to him about it before on uh, wow. Reddit.
1: Well, wow. there you go. To, it's a small world.
2: He worked for the TV studio they did, and I guess he did like promos and stuff, but he's talked about it a little bit before. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's. Did not see that coming.
2: So, anyway, right. the powerbomb.
0: <laughs> the powerbomb. Here's the information I've got. Now, it might be wrong, but it's what I have, so I'm rolling with it. My information says that the powerbomb was actually invented by Lou Thez, none other. And uh, it was originally called a throwing pile driver. To be fair, if at the time that's probably about as good a name as anybody could put to it. But in the years since its development, so many people have made use of this move. It's a move that starts with a hand standing head scissors. You grab the other guy by the waist, lift him up, and then you will drop him usually flat on his back. I have a friend who is not a wrestling fan, but refers to that move as you smell my balls. I smell your balls. I throw you down. Um, I can't help, but just be amused by his, how he describes it. But the power bomb, it is one of the few maneuvers I think in wrestling that exists that no matter who does it, if they do it successfully, it would be credible to end a match. Um, and, and, you know, it's 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 just got that certain something in it that makes it just makes it look really credible. Um, so, hey, let's talk about favorite versions, favorite users. Uh, I'm going to start us off this uh, tonight with Matt. Matt, what do you think?
1: Uh, well, I actually am a huge fan of the Powerbomb. Um, I don't. I wish I could give you some sort of really amazing story about how I, when I first saw the power bomb, um, I actually think I, I could probably guess who I first saw deliver it, but I'm going to refrain from talking about him because I think you or Brad is going to talk about this particular wrestler. Um, but I was always impressed by the because I always felt like it looked incredibly devastating. Um, it's, I think it's entirely believable as like a finisher, uh, But I'm not going to go with who you might talk about as kind of a guy who's notable for using that as his finishing move. Um, I'm going to go with someone who was this person's uh, (laughs) one-time tag team partner, but also Mm has uh, been famous back in the day for using the mood. And that is Sid Vicious slash Sid Justice slash Psycho Sid. Mm, I smell the power bomb. Yeah he yeah, like, was uh, a <laughs> yeah go ahead
2: his is an interesting version because his is like there's a certain like he drives them into the mat a little different than other people his looks particularly like nasty
1: yeah and it was believable with him because he's i don't know how how tall is he legitimately
2: six eight maybe
1: six eight i've seen him in person i actually saw him like WrestleMania weekend um which was actually kind of sad, because he is... Old. He's looking a little long in the tooth. Like, he's... I don't know how old he is. He's probably at least in his 50s by now. But he, um... Yeah, he was, a. Uh, he's not looking like he used to back in the day. But he did give a pretty... I thought he did a pretty awesome powerbomb. I mean, I liked... I actually probably liked his chokeslam more than the powerbomb. But he always did a really interesting uh, a version of it. Where he would... He didn't make it seem like pretty intense. Um, there's a really interesting video. If you go on YouTube and Google, uh, Google, like if you, if you search for a Sid Vicious Powerbomb, mm-hmm. um, one of the first things that comes up, he does, it, it's a, it's like a match you get with the jobber. I think it, it, it it's probably like in WCW, like from his first run, um, mm-hmm. not the late, uh, 90s 2000 run but yeah. it's a, he picks a dude up and uh, he looks like he's going to give a pile driver to the guy um, and I don't know I don't know what if there's a miscommunication or something but maybe the I, I think because it looks like he's trying to do a pile, a pile driver the guy doesn't he doesn't go all the way with it he just he he's he does the move like a pile driver's happening but Sid then power bombs him, and basically what it amounts to is that he, like, sandbags the dude. He, like, literally picks the dude up and power bombs him, like, deadlifts him. And it's pretty impressive. And then just drops him.
0: Sure. that That's something Sid seemed to have, is that, like Brad said, whenever they were on the way down, there's just mm-hmm. that little something special that makes it just oof. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember I can't I can't put my finger on where it was, but I think it was a War Games match
1: where she power bombed someone. Oh <laughs> Go I for it, gonna, then. that's what that's what I was gonna talk about. The the worst
2: when he slash broke best, face.
1: Yes, the worst slash best um version of the power bomb is was War Games I wanna say it was War Games ninety one.
2: It was ninety one or ninety two.
1: I think it was ninety one because ninety two war games was definitely uh It was the dangerous alliance. Oh yeah, you're right. So he it it was uh, Brian Pillman and he the really the issue there was that the 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 stupid cage was enclosed and it, I mean you're talking about Sid six foot eight the the actual cage height was probably like seven feet or something eight, maybe eight seven feet and a half, maybe yeah it was like not that high so he goes to powerbomb Pillman and when he he lifting him up like Pillman's legs basically like hit the top of the cage and and Sid just like drops him and he Pillman basically lands right on his neck and it's just brutal looking he looks like he it's almost he looks like he murdered him basically (laughs) it's pretty terrible and that's like that's the end
2: They'd always replay that for all of the like the video packages for war games too
1: yeah so that was my uh, that's my first choice we'll, I'll go with uh Sid Sid fill in the blank Sid vicious justice psycho Sid.
2: so I have to say I was a little dubious of this this claim that Lou invented the power bomb so I read about it on um I read about it a little bit so. I don't remember who he did this against the first time, but I guess he just saved this for big matches. So then I decided, hey, I wonder if this exists on video anywhere of him doing it. And I did find a video of him doing a power bomb. And it's actually a power bomb. It's not like one of those things like, oh they invented it and you watch them and be like, eh, that's kinda not the same move. It was it was him doing a power bomb.
0: Okay. Wow, does it have a date on it or anything?
2: No, I said it to you guys. It's like a a move compilation. Oh, okay. It is him doing a powerbomb to a guy. All right. You know those hey. like videos like top ten moves of such and such? That's what it's on.
0: Gotcha. I remember watching so many of those by uh, Suicidal Dragon on YouTube.
2: It might be by him, actually.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay, um... One thing that I was I, I was going to point out, but I forgot about a power bomb, is part of what makes it seem so special, so nasty, is the fact that we've seen it used in a more shoot environment. I, you know, we have seen power bombs in matches in the UFC. I kind of think that was it uh, Barnett, maybe power somebody that had him in a triangle choke. And one that way. Um, just something to throw in there that I thought I'd missed. Brad um, wanted to go ahead and let you uh, let you talk about one of your favorite users.
2: Can we count a Tiger Driver ninety-one as a power bomb variation, or is that a pile driver variation? No,
1: I would. I'd count it.
2: Okay, uh, so let's let's go full speed with the Tiger Driver ninety-one. If you Wanted a big moment, a big match, then Mizawa is gonna give you that Tiger Driver ninety one. And you're probably and... gonna be Kawada if he's doing it.
1: Okay. Did he ever do it to anyone but Kawada?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure his zombie would wake up and find Kawada's ramen shop and still make him job. <laughs>
0: That's uh now let's Hang on with me for a second. Let's let let's kind of talk through this in case we have someone who hasn't seen it and maybe they're not able to throw that in YouTube right now. Can we describe what we're looking at for a
2: sec? So, okay, so a Tiger Driver 91 is pretty much you do a double underhook as you go into the move and you kind of go into the powerbomb from there. It okay. can kind of be a pile driver, but so you pretty much do a double underhook. You kind of lift them up and then you drive them into the mat would that be an accurate description Matt
1: yeah I would say that's pretty good all right cool
0: um, I will go ahead and touch on the one that Matt was referencing earlier my favorite all-time user of the power bomb is none other than Big Van Vader um, not only did you know Vader was just a crazy big man to watch but you know he had a power bomb that had such a mystique around it. Uh, not only did one poor jobber end up uh, temporarily paralyzed from it, but you know what happened with McFoley on it, and all this, all this like mythology that got built around Vader's power bomb and the fact that it was Vader doing it. It does have a sad ending, though, in that um, Hogan killed it better than four o'clock. But it I, will always. Yeah. Always hold a special place in my heart.
1: I was gonna say. I was actually gonna. Um, after you had finished talking about it, I was gonna say like, yeah, that I, I will never forget. I, I can forgive Hogan for uh, <laughs> turning heel in the NWO and <laughs> betraying a decade uh, over a decade of uh, you know his entire babyface run. I cannot forgive him for for killing the Vader power bomb.
0: Yeah, that's that was unnecessary um, and. Honestly, rather selfish, but okay. Um, Matt, who's someone? Who's what's another version or another person who used it that you're a fan of? Well,
1: wow, we're really just gonna brush right past the uh, Vader. It's like, oh yeah, he did a good power bomb, and not talk more about that. Then talk more about it. Uh, well, because Vader, Vader's was interesting because I, I want to say his probably was the first one that I ever saw. Okay, um, because. I think I referenced this in the first podcast but like I when I got into wrestling I got into wrestling um in the early 90s and I got into it watching like old early 90s wcw um and vader was definitely around at that time in 1992 when I really started watching it was more of focus on uh the dangerous alliance but as they kind of got phased out at the end of 92 it focused more upon vader as the top heel and so for '93, it was uh, like his feud with Sting and just him running like rough shot over the entire roster. And so when I saw him do the power bomb, it was it was amazing because you have a dude who's legit like 400 pounds, yep. looks like a, just an absolute beast, and he's powerbombing people left and right. And I this was way way before the days of uh, you know the internet or. I mean, I knew no concept of what, like, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter was. Um, so, really, everything that I knew about wrestling was just, like, what I either talked about with my friends, you know, at school or what I saw on TV. And I remember that they actually showed the jobber getting his back broken mm. by the powerbomb, which... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know if that was like a legit. He legit broke his back or not, but it, they presented it as such. And I was just when they back in the day, like when you still when you're like a kid, you still kind of believed in kayfabe. Um, that was a big deal. It's like holy shit! Not only does this move look like terrifying, he actually like almost murdered a dude with it. And then 1993, he had the whole feud with uh, Cactus Jack, where he powerbombed him on the cement. Mm -hmm. and knocked him out for a while and it just kind of like solidified to me it's like holy shit this move is death i really felt like they protected it tremendously again of course until like was it 94 95 when hogan came in and vader power bombs him and then hogan (laughs) steps right up and does the whole like finger wag i'm hulking up yeah i give you a big boot brother for
0: for what it's worth, the claim on Wikipedia is that uh, the jobber Joe Thurman legitimately did have his his back broken. Yeah, um, Vader
2: was pretty broken up about it backstage, from what I've heard.
0: Yeah, um, I first of all, I just want to say I'm not trying to blow past Vader. I just we were having this rotation going, so I thought we'd go, but. I love Vader. I got to meet him a couple years ago. Um, I'm sure that Vader, at his height, um, he'd be the same height as me. But you know, the dude's built like a fridge, and so there's, you know, there's there's no questioning the fact that he's strong, and I'd say one of the best big men ever. But you have, you know, you have this guy who. The story is so, uh, you know, you read through Foley's uh, first book and the story uh, about him taking the power bomb on the concrete outside the ring and getting a concussion and losing feeling in his left hand and in his leg. um, You know, just how scary that is to hear second hand, even knowing that Mick turned out okay and that Vader was upset about it. You know, it's not what he meant to happen and that sort of stuff. Um, God, that's just, you know, that's just, that's something unlike so much of what you see in wrestling today.
2: And don't forget, don't forget he had his eye knocked out in a match with Stan Hansen and finished the match.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, can I ask a question about that? If you know, because well, I've I've heard that story before. Was it legit? Like it popped out, or I don't know. Just, you like,
2: can't you can't tell on tape, but his his face swells up really bad. It's out there. Do you want to see it? His his that, that I, right, I, it I broke just broke his
0: orbital bone, but bits and stuff were swelling so bad it wasn't like pop out of the socket, but it was all swollen up and stuff like and like yeah. he worked it back in. I think. Yeah. Uh, Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. You're a tough I, bastard. Like, I, right? I, Can that's
2: you actually, imagine? considering the injury he had, that match is insane because, I mean, they brutalize each other. That, that happened match. at the beginning of the match.
0: I know. And if you're sitting at ringside for that match, Vader and Stan Hansen are just laying into each other. I'd be surprised if you didn't hear the tectonic plates rumbling against each other under your feet.
1: Uh, I I how much of that though was uh, uh, the rumor back in the day that I've always heard is that uh Stan Hansen had like really poor eyesight and so he would just like potato the fuck out of dudes like oh my god I I just went on YouTube and looked at it <laughs> just looked at it Oh well, why yeah. did you do that I, Oh my god yeah no so it, this was back in like the early '90s. It's
2: like '90 90 or '91.
1: Yeah, this is like the early '90s, back when like Vader still wore like the mask, and I don't mean like the elephant mask. I don't mean like the weird like. Geez, it was like
2: the weird SM, S M S S M. Yeah, it like, wasn't
1: even the S one. It was like yeah. when he had like a full mask. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: okay. It like, was the 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 black
0: one with the the red crossed on the front of it.
1: Yeah, and the clip that I'm seeing, like he's got a it starts it's like a, like a 46 second clip he has uh stan hansen down on the mat like he's doing like an arm bar or something and he just like shoves him and like pulls he like stands up pulls the mask off and it's like oh my god his eyes like it is out of the socket it's yeah. out of the socket it's not like yeah. it's not like dangling but it is out of the socket mm-hmm. and he like pushes it back in Mm-hmm. That's and messed they, up. And that is, I don't. That's messed up, dude. They, they, they still for like have the match. fifteen
2: minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because what are you gonna do? Golly, if, that's if a you, tough man.
2: If you really yeah. want like,
1: to, he keeps going back to it. Oh my god, he's like, he's like touching it, and it's like, and why wouldn't you? Because your eye just fucking popped out, and now it's swelling you up.
2: Probably can't see either until no. it starts swelling. Yeah. At least the swelling kept it in place. That's a
1: aside. like Vader, as tough as he is, like legit. I know. Look, we're all like hip to it. Wrestling's not a it's not quote unquote real. But back in the day, if you were like, I'll pay you, uh, I'll pay you like a lot of money to step in the ring with Stan Hansen. And he's going to like just potato you a few times. I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah, that um, is a scary man. Who
2: was it? I, who was it that like told the story? Like they told the guy, like just punch me because your working punches are killing me. Oh
0: God, um, that was Tommy Dreamer said that to to Foley, I think. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong story. Foley was trying to to bust his eyebrow, and Tommy looked at him with bruises all over his face and yeah. said, "Please stop hitting me."
2: Then I remember, Foley was also the one that like. Terry Funk was punching him for real and he's like why are you hitting me for he's like but you hit me for real and Terry said something like oh and you thought I was good
0: yeah that, that, I remember that oh, oh cactus all this time you just thought I was good <clears throat> it's not a good Terry Funk impression but I enjoy doing voices like that so you'll have to pardon me
1: I'm, now <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I've, now I've sidetracked I'm looking at a YouTube video of just Stan Hansen lariating lariat, yeah. people and it's insane. Like he he he's not like getting even doing like a running start. He's just like basically <laughs> standing right next to them and throwing a lariat. And it looks like he's hitting them with a baseball bat.
0: Like OK, I'll make you a deal. I
1: don't we even think do these guys whole, are working
0: it. I'll do a whole. We'll do a whole. What a maneuver episode about the lariat. And we can uh, I talk like about that stance. All right. So
2: I'll throw one <clears throat> out since we're on the Japan kick. I do not like this move, but he he bears um he bears to be mentioned because it is a variation. And I don't like this version of it, but the Ganso Bomb.
0: Oh, the, oh oh it's, I'd, it's, I'd heard it is Gonzo, but whatever. Gonzo,
2: man. sorry, I mispronounced. I meant Gonzo. It, it
0: doesn't matter.
2: That's, it was in my head right when it came out. But the Gonzo Bomb, every time I think he's legit going to break the guy's neck.
0: Now, whose move was that? That was Kawada, right? That's, okay. his,
2: like, that's like his big, like... Super Saiyan, bust out move. Okay, I'm pretty sure he hurt Mizawa with it because I think Mizawa sandbagged him on it.
1: I I, I could be wrong um, in this, like the apocrypha of professional wrestling, but I want to say like the Gonzo Bomb originated. It, that, when it was created, it was basically just a Bosch move. Like, he was yeah. trying to go for, like, a powerbomb, and Misawa, like, sandbagged him. So he accidentally dropped him yeah. on his head. But then it got, like, super over. And so he was I like, oh, the, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll
2: bust this think, out yeah, every, like, sounds three right years.
1: Me. I'd heard the
0: story that he had an arm injury and couldn't get him all the way up or something like that.
1: You but. know what? Maybe that was the match because he. There was. So Kawada and Misawa, like we could do an entire podcast just on their feud if we like watch those matches because they were that was an incredible feud in the late 90s. That might have been and,
2: the match where he broke his arm because I think he won yeah, the there belt. Was, there, there was he one match. Where
1: he, yeah, there was one match where he won the belt and it's not even like a long match. It's like a seven minute match, but he broke his He legit broke his arm during the match. And I can't I can't recall if that's the one where he did the Gonzo bomb or not. It could have been. But he yeah, they had to basically like end that early. Mm. and that might have been the one that would make sense that he was going for like a powerbomb, but because of the broken arm, he couldn't do it, and he accidentally dropped him on his head, but then again, it got over. So, yeah, like his super special finish.
0: I remember in the days before YouTube seeing that and just cringing at it, just the, oh, oh, God. Just it makes me shudder to think about it even now.
2: It's, yeah, it's I watched a couple of videos of because I wanted to mention it, and I was I was trying to not go ooh ooh in the background while you guys were talking.
0: <laughs>
2: funny funny Kawada story, and I made a joke about it earlier, but he legitimately does run a ramen shop in Japan now. Does he? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. I wonder I wonder if he makes sure you put your own seasoning packet on it whenever you go to eat. Bad joke. Sorry. I apologize for that.
1: I love ramen, and there's, like, several really good ramen places in D.C. I would, hands down, go to uh, Kawada's ramen shop in Japan.
2: There's there's a really good one in Columbus, and I drive my wife nuts because I want to go all the time. Like, you know you're in for a good time when they have, like, the cut egg in it?
1: Oh, there's, there's an actual word for it.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't know what it is, though. I always order an extra one, though. All right, I, was I am
0: going to uh, I'm going to throw in a another entry. Uh, I'm going to skip a uh, obvious entry and go with one that I I don't know that he invented it, but the first guy I saw to use it on a regular basis was Eddie Guerrero doing the Sunset Flip Power Bomb. Ah. Uh, you see a lot of people doing it now. You know, Daniel Bryan uses it, for example. Lots of people use it. Mm, really a great spot. You can do a power bomb without having to lift somebody. But the first time I saw Eddie, because Eddie was so good, it just it looked like a great move. Just you just go right over the top. You plant your feet. And you continue your mo- your momentum into that power bomb. Um, just just really impressed me, and I thought it was a, a great spot to see.
2: Yeah, that is a good one. Speaking of Eddie, could we consider Splash Mountain to be a variation of the Powerbomb?
0: That's the... um,
2: Top rope, Outsider's
0: Edge. Oh, the Crucifix. Well, I kind of consider the Outsider's Edge to be kind of a bomb anyway. Um, But the the top rope, Crucifix into the pinning Powerbomb thing?
2: Yeah, it's pretty much just an Outsider's Edge. Like, you sit on the... You get like on the middle rope, you get them on the top rope, and you like lift them into like the Outsiders Edge and drop them on their back.
1: I would say, I mean, I I was gonna that I that kind of made my list just generally like the 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 Crucifix Power Bomb slash Razor's Edge slash Outsiders Edge. I would absolutely consider that a power bomb. Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's it's, it's kind of unconventional type of power bomb, I guess because. When at least whenever uh, Scott Hall did it, it was kind of like in slow motion. Yeah, so, um, it wasn't as high impact necessarily as uh, like a regular power bomb. But I he at least back in the um, the WWF days, when I mean, back when he was Razor, like it seemed like he did it. Um, it, it seemed like it had like impact then, because I was always like, really impressed by the move.
2: So, so are we saying like a powerbomb, just this is for kind of my own thought process. So pretty much to me, what makes it a powerbomb is that turn from like when you lift them instead of like a pile driver, you just lift them and drop them. When you do the powerbomb, you kind of you turn them
0: like they're they're going down onto their back.
2: Yeah. And you're usually f- you're kind of flipping them so you can throw them on their back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's got more. It's got the rotation to it that a uh, that a pile driver doesn't have. Uh, yeah. Is the basic version on it?
2: Did Jerry Lynn do the sunset sunset flip power bomb?
0: Uh, he might have, and I just don't remember it. But I know
2: he did that. He did that. Oh, can't describe. It. You know that thing, where like, um, he made, like he was going for the for like that roll up, and then he DDT them.
1: I think what he would do is
2: or bold, um, I'm sorry.
1: What would what he would do, he would do it. He would definitely do it in like the uh, the corner. And he it was some sort of contrived way where he would like do the like the flip and sunset flip him in the corner. Like he would he would he would do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's accurate.
2: I was trying to remember. I haven't seen a Jerry Lynn match in probably 10 years, so
1: Oh, well, that's fair. He, I think, I also saw him at like WrestleCon over uh, WrestleMania weekend, and um, he doesn't even look like he was a wrestler uh, back <laughs> in the day. Mm. I don't mean that in a bad way. He just looks like a regular dude. And he's like a, he's super nice. He's a really nice guy. He's very mm. very pleasant. He's very um, he's he very like easy to talk to. He's a really nice guy. But yeah, he's he's when he's one of those dudes. Like when they got out of it, he's just like
2: let himself go. <laughs>
1: Not let himself go because he's like he's not a, out of shape or anything like that. He just looks like a normal dude. He looks like you'd walk into a uh, Best Buy and he'd be like, "Hey, I'm uh, can I interest you into 4K TV?"
2: <laughs> hey, if you go on Target, that's where Shane Douglas will be. Uh,
1: okay.
2: <laughs> well, I think he's like a I think he's like a store manager though, so you probably doesn't <clears> see <throat> him.
1: Uh well, if you want to talk about dudes who are out of shape, um, Shane Douglas has got. He's got quite the gut going on nowadays. I don't... I have no room to talk.
2: You know what, though? I mean, I will give him credit because he was kind of a mess for a while. Like, he seems like he's really in a good place with his life.
1: He seemed fine. He didn't seem like he was, uh, you know, out of sorts when I saw him over Mania weekend. All right. I am going to... uh... He's got a a bit of a gut on him. Unlike all of us, we should rename this... uh, the Fit Podcast Network. No, dude, I got a gut on, <laughs> we, me. I got
0: a gut on me. I can't even lie. That, After I got out of wrestling, I found out I had an underactive thyroid, and I have not been able to shed the weight.
1: That's uh, that's for all the people listening. That's like a side joke amongst the three of us because we had this whole conversation about how, um, based upon like our shirt sizes alone, <laughs> um, we're probably much smaller, um, than the average wrestling fan. Like, there's no. Uh, there's no 3XLs amongst us.
2: And then uh, we realized. Sorry. We're
1: gonna, I'm, I'm, maybe I and, shouldn't say that. Maybe I'm like uh, trashing the, our potential fan base here.
2: And then we realized that Meltzer could probably beat all of our asses individually and together.
1: Meltzer, Meltzer is a Jack Diesel, so that's probably accurate. Uh,
2: I'll,
1: I'll, I'll reserve on that. But
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to bring us back to the topic because I've got another variation and another user for it. I'm gonna take us way far back. Uh, I, you know what? We may even have to go all the way back to ECW for it. I remember seeing it on a guilty as charged when Chris Candido hit a super bomb.
1: Wow, that's a good one. I didn't even oh, thought I remember about that, that
2: one. one. When did when what year was that? Was that ninety seven or ninety
1: eight? Uh, off the top of
0: my head, I'm not sure, but I remember. Hang on, just a second. Let me let me look it up. Yeah, probably but I remember, like Spike Dudley. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Spike. Hang on, let's see. Chris Candido. This is excellent podcasting, by the way. You all, uh, I'm looking this up while we are I not actually I've, talking. I,
2: I, I had to have seen this, but I can't. I can't picture it.
1: I Hang feel on, like just... it. It should have been someone small, like Spike, or maybe like Mikey Whipwreck. Y- uh, I will find it in a second.
2: I don't think was Mikey really a crazy bump taker. Uh, I, no, yeah, I I don't no. I don't
1: think so. Probably not any worse than any. Well, I I was gonna say not any worse than anyone else in ECW, but there are people who took like in ECW who took really like stupid bumps.
0: There were some. There were some things they should not have done. Now I've got a clip here. Uh, of Chris Candido hitting the I can't tell either it's the Chris Candido blonde bombshell clip
2: Yeah, I don't know who that is. Am I I don't
0: either, but
2: Well, no, that might be Tracy Smothers.
0: Okay. I mean, it's not somebody small, but the fact that Chris I Candido
2: That I I think that's Tracy. If I had to guess that's Tracy Smothers because he's crazy enough to uh take that.
0: Okay. But the fact that you would see Chris Candido, not the biggest guy in the world, fit but not the biggest guy in the world would he, was the guy known for hitting the top rope powerbomb. Both of you on the top rope. Not like Big Show is is um, doing the ten corner punches to The Undertaker who gives him the last ride kind of thing.
1: That's uh, – that's. I feel with that move you had to have a lot of trust in the, in the dude uh, oh to yeah. just flip you and with enough no time. Because otherwise you are potentially crippling yourself. Uh, I'm going to watch the clip back again real quick, but uh, so, God, that's...
2: Shad, being the wrestler here, I know you were on the bigger side, especially for an indie guy. Did you yeah. ever take a powerbomb?
0: I never took a powerbomb, and I never gave a powerbomb. Um, honestly, there was nobody around big enough to give me one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wondered, because like I said, you're for for an indie wrestler, you were quite big.
0: Yeah. Um I stand six foot three. When I was working, my uh my weight would fluctuate somewhere between two fifty and two seventy. So it there were some guys who could get me up for some stuff, you know, DVDs or power slams or something like that, but never went up in a power bomb. I well, now let me take one thing back. I might have used a version once There's not a whole lot to say about the super bomb other than holy crap, right? But would you consider the iconoclasm a version of a power bomb?
2: I can't picture the move.
0: Um, Guys on the second rope, uh, opponents on the second rope, uh, you're standing in – they're facing towards the ring. You're standing inside the ring, also facing towards the ring. You reach up, grab them under the arms, flip them over top of you to the mat.
2: Who did uh, my, that?
0: Rocky Who did that move? Did it. Uh, oh. SEMA? Dr.
2: Cube, Dr. Cube did it.
0: Uh, t- 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 let me see. I think it was Seema is the guy
1: I saw doing it. Oh, you know, I think seema consi- did do that. Yeah.
2: I consider that a powerbomb.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. I did
1: use it once. I don't know if I consider that a powerbomb, but I totally would use that for my creator wrestler in SmackDown back in the day.
0: So, I got to use it one time. Um, whether or not it's a power bomb, I guess that's up for discussion, but I did get to use it that That'd be the closest I, that or an over the shoulder sit out spine buster I did once
2: so let's talk about probably what I would consider the most dangerous variant of the power bomb, which is the running liger bomb
1: mm. I think when Liger does it, it's great, but it, this, I, I, it's it's definitely arguable that it's dangerous, because isn't that what wound up crippling draws? That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking.
2: And there's been a couple guys I've seen do it that I don't think have any business doing that to another human being.
1: Yeah. Can you name them? Because I, I fully I believe it. You know, I have,
2: the, I have this running clip in my head that I was horrified of when someone did it, and I can't remember who they are now.
1: Didn't back in the day wasn't that what uh Mike Awesome did?
2: No, Mike
1: Awesome's like,
0: was different.
1: Um his,
0: his was kind like of
2: like a, a over the edge. shoulder.
0: Yeah, it was more like a razor's edge, but he kind of put you over the shoulder. He wouldn't like your back wouldn't be down his back. You your hips would be over his shoulder and he'd have his arms wrapped underneath your underneath yeah. uh, your armpits. I
2: think so, what you're
0: So it was I a think, little safer basically. Yeah. I think
2: he, I think he had, had have, a lot
0: more control.
2: I think what you're thinking of that horrified you is when he did that to one of the, one of the clowns on the top of the bus and he slid off the side and Awesome couldn't save him. Oh, when he did that. Oh, one of the Insane
1: Clown Posse in WCW?
2: I think it was the the small one, Shaggy, too dope. He like gave him the the thing on it and it was fine. And then he like slid off and Awesome like tried to grab his leg and he couldn't stop him from going off the side. Yeah,
0: that was during the that seventies guy gimmick.
2: Wait, wait, wait. So Was that
0: was this, was that before the fact check uh thriller gimmick? Uh it I think I think the seventies guy fed into it.
2: Yeah, but, I was trying uh, to remember which that one. That was
0: it. that was on top of for some reason Mike Awesome is that seventies guy, they gave him his version of the Partridge Family bus even. So that's what he powerbombed one of the ICP on top of.
2: Didn't he, in one of those Tanaka matches, didn't he do the awesome bomb over the top rope and through a table?
1: I'm pretty sure, because I think that's what I was thinking about. Well, see, whenever he would do
0: that, the way he would hold you, and from just a quick search, I think that you could call an awesome bomb a version of a Thunderfire Powerbomb. But in the way he held you, he could give you a little more lift and distance instead of just planting you straight down.
2: And I would imagine, I would imagine, I could be wrong, I would imagine doing it through a table is better than just straight to the floor because the table is going to break some of your momentum. Momentum, yeah. It
0: it should. Um, They don't always, but it should.
2: So, I have another question because I like to pick your brain on these things. Did you ever go through a table in your career?
0: Uh, Let me think. Once.
2: Did that hurt really bad?
0: Well, what we did was, um, it was, we were having a street fight. And so what the guy had done was he set it up, um, oh God, how did he set it up? He set it up in the corner. And so it wasn't like set up straight. He set it up in the corner and winged me into it. And so I was taking a front bump and just kind of managed to slow down a little bit on the way.
2: They're pretty flimsy, though, the ones they use, aren't they?
0: If you were to take your standard, the ones I saw, so, you know, grain of salt, but if you were to take the ones I saw, take your standard particle board table and then remove the metal bracer from around the edge on the underside.
2: Oh, so you just go right through it? With, with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: There's there's okay. not a whole lot to slow you down. <laughs> okay, let's how see. How
2: about um how about Kevin Nash's jackknife powerbomb which I feel is kind of underrated because the 7-foot guy legit just like letting go of you and you falling on your back would be pretty brutal.
0: Yeah. Um I think that's a good point. It's it, uh, my understanding is a They called it a jackknife powerbomb because he'd been diesel, but it's technically not a jackknife powerbomb because that's usually, like, if you powerbomb somebody and then dive into a pit on top of it, that's the jackknife part. So it's a release powerbomb. The thing about Nash's that always seems so nasty to me is he'd lift you up, and so, like, you've got Vader invader like whenever he power bombs you he leans forward and he's using his arms to to propel you downward right nash just let you go
1: yeah he would just drop you
0: yeah and it fit
2: his character really well too
0: sure it's it 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 just yeah oh man it was, a, it, was it was a great finish Remember him hitting it on the giant once at the oh end of a Nitro? Gosh.
1: Well, that was almost like a Gonzo bomb, right? One of those was like a almost like a Gonzo bomb cuz he didn't him That
0: really was a where he That was it sold out. He... Yeah. But he did at the end of one Nitro he did power bomb the giant.
2: I think I remember that. Was that towards the end of like 98 maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah it was it was one of those when um it was one of those shows when every nitro ended with the NWO in the ring, yeah. beating up everybody else. Yeah, that you know, was.
2: It always. It was always great when he'd give it to Mysterio.
0: Oh, oh, oh poor Ray.
2: They were talking. They they talk about Ray in some of their shoots sometimes. Yeah, they're talking about when they lawn darted him. Yeah. Into the trailer, and Nash was all like, "You sure you're okay with this?" And he's like, "Ray's just like, just do it. It's gonna be great. Like, just toss me." <laughs>
0: Man, that's that's excellent. I'm trying all to right. think of
2: other ones. Like, I have the picture in my head of someone doing like, you know, the one where you kind of like grab them by their midsection and you turn them right into the like the move. But got rich powerbomb. Like, yeah, got rich powerbomb.
1: But I can't uh, think uh, of who does it. The, uh, the probably the guy who was most famous for doing that was Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Oh, oh
2: yeah, that's it. Yeah, the Doctor and Bomb. The
1: Doctor Bomb, yeah. And he, when he did it, I mean, it's it's kind of like simplistic, but when he did it, he made it seem like, well, anything Doctor Death did, really, it seemed like death. But he he made it look incredibly painful.
2: That's because yeah. I believe he stiffed the shit out of you while he was doing <laughs>
1: probably. it. Probably. <sighs> um, can i step back one second like two things i think we should uh well two things i want to note um one if we're going to talk about um kevin nash's uh, Jackknife powerbomb let's remember um i think it was june june 1996 him uh, powerbombing eric bischoff off the stage and through the tables oh yeah Yeah, i think that was great american bash it may not have been um it was the, no, it was the Clash of
2: the, I think it was Clash of the Champions.
1: Oh, it was a Clash? Um Maybe. yeah, just in the build up to uh you know, uh Bash the Beach, the Outsiders. Yeah, a power bomb that shook the world. Yeah.
2: Man, and it, you, you know, have to I have to give Bischoff credit, man. He wasn't even a performer and that's a scary bump to take.
1: Oh, and he no, took yeah. he took all of it
2: because it was like I, I I haven't seen it in a long time, but that was like off the stage and like through a table, wasn't it?
0: I don't yeah. know that it, well, you might have been able to gimmick under the table to take some of the sting out of it, but that's going to hurt no matter what. Yeah. And I mean,
2: they hid the padding really well. What was that one, I think, was Shane where he obviously fell onto like a giant pad or something? something like, or something. um, uh,
0: I thought that was a match he had with Steve Blackman where they came off the Titan Tron or something.
2: Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um and the other thing I wanted to add about Kevin Nash, so I want to do my Kevin Nash impression. Oh, okay. Yeah the the boys need their candy. <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard you may have heard shoots uh, of Kevin Nash talking about powerbombing Rey Mysterio. I've only heard Kevin Nash do shoots shoots about uh, all the drugs they took back in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> that was, in a, that WWE. was a good impression, man. That was good. Yeah, the boys the boys need their candy. <laughs> Man, that's, that's the extent that's of good. my impressions of uh, Kevin All right, Austin. all right. That's it. That's good stuff.
0: I like it. Um, I think there's another we can throw on that's that's being used right now. Um, I think Kevin Owens with the pop-up power bomb.
2: Oh yeah, that one's good.
0: Um, the thing that that uh, tickles me about the pop-up power bomb is that it's it's versatile in so many different ways than a lot of other variants are. Um, you know, it's, it's, as long as someone is in motion, there's the potential for the pop-up power bomb being used.
2: Who did there was someone he did that to recently that I was sitting there thinking like, wow, like, that's absurd he did that to that person.
1: Oh, I thought the same thing. Who did what he do? You mean like in the last few like months? Like the
2: last or? year and a half.
1: Mm. That's a good point.
0: Oh, I have no idea. I remember thinking the same thing.
1: Was it AJ maybe or?
2: No, it was a big guy. It was like someone like, I don't think he can do that and then he did it.
1: There was he did it once to Mark Henry.
0: That's who it
2: is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: I mean, wow. That's
2: it the only thing the only two things I thought were better than that was um Cesaro giving the airplane like the the swing to um, Kali, Kali, and the way um, Cesaro slammed um, Big Show out of the ring at WrestleMania, where he just like walked him across the ring.
0: Oh yeah, that was really impressive. I had not been known a whole lot about about the guy prior. I like I knew he was around. I kind of knew what he did, but I didn't realize how strong he was until I saw him do that. That's one of the Cesaro. Details.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's freakishly strong.
2: But that's one of those few times, the only other time I've heard it the same way is when Braun did the kip-up. But you could hear the crowd like audibly gasp.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Absolutely. This is probably going back to right when he debuted on the main roster, but... Um, I remember uh, one of the pop-up power Bombs that uh, Kevin Owens gave Cena was tremendous he like i i mean i i guess cena maybe maybe cena could have um contributed to taking the move but he got like really good elevation yeah and it looks super impressive that's i mean
0: i remember the one you're talking about and it just it looked excellent you know and and it's great that it did because of cena hadn't wanted to go up for it he could have made owens look you know make uh, made owens finish look like garbage Mm -hmm. but you know he went high for it too
2: how about um and it's this is a hard one to appreciate because i hated him at the time to the point that i it still affects my perception of him today but the last ride by the undertaker (laughs)
1: I will see. Wow, say... there's just like silence there for a well, second.
2: yeah,
0: it's I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Yeah, it's
2: if you haven't seen it, like he gets them up in the move and He kind of like grabs them by kind of I'd say their pants almost, and like kind of like picks them up off his shoulder and just like drives them down. Yeah. But like I said, it was a cool move. But I hated the Undertaker in that era, and it really like it clouds everything having to do with him in that period of time.
1: You know, I'm kind of the same way. Like, that was in that period where they're really pushing Undertaker and he wasn't losing, like, ever.
2: And he was sandbagging yeah. guys and he was being unprofessional and he wouldn't do jobs, yeah.
1: I yeah, know. so I was kind of, like, over him, too. So, yeah, I probably don't respect it as much. And as he got I really out of should. shape.
2: Like, he had that big gut.
1: That was, like, the whole Booger Red. Um, yeah, Biker Taker. Biker Taker. Yeah. Was it at, was that after American Badass Takers kind of
2: yeah yeah that was, that was like his they, heel run what, that was really bad. So I feel that like that match, one
1: bled into the other.
2: That yeah it did oh
1: yeah they did.
2: But that that match with Ric Flair at WrestleMania 18 was actually surprisingly good.
0: The thing about the last ride, like I watch, I remember seeing him do it, and first of all, I had to appreciate the fact that he's using another move kind of differentiate himself from the gimmick right okay cool the other thing is the fact that some of the guys he did that to he was actually able to do that lift and get them even higher now there were guys he couldn't do that to and so he just took their tights and stretched them really far and i'd called it a wedgie bomb but um (laughs) You know, I have to that was that was a that was a cool twist on the power bomb for him to use. Not a big deal, but it, it looked good.
2: So what would we consider the Canadian destroyer to be? Would that be a pile driver? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a pile pop. driver.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd totally yeah. call that a pile driver. Um, where's my notes?
2: There's I am trying to think of other ones. So I'm just throwing out ones I liked. Tenryu had a really good one. Okay. Um, power oh, bomb? Yeah, power bomb. Tenryu had one. Remember he did it at WrestleMania the one year.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Okay. I have I have a I have a variant for you. If you remember, whether you call him A Train or Prince Albert, the choke bomb.
2: Oh yeah! That oh one
0: was yeah! Now. Go back and watch that sometimes. And okay, listen for all you old school kayfabe folks out there. I apologize, but tough enough was twenty years ago. The genie's out of the bottle. Um, watch that again. Watch the guy taking it. It is one. If we consider that a power bomb, then I'm sorry, I lied to you. I took a choke bomb several times. One of the easiest moves in the world to take.
2: You know, I feel like Albert was underrated. I'm not going to say he was like an all time great or anything, but man, like if you wanted a guy that was believable as I don't want to screw with that guy, that was Albert. He
1: when when he went to um, New Japan, he got really good, actually.
2: And then they screwed him up when they brought him back.
1: Yeah, they brought him up with Lord Tensai and it was just downhill from there. Um, But he was pretty good. And yeah. he, isn't he one of the trainers or the, maybe yep. the main trainer in, uh, in NXT? Yep.
2: He did, he did commentary for quite a while in NXT, and he wasn't bad at it.
0: Yeah, he's uh, a pretty
1: talented guy, actually, all things considered. I think that
0: um, he suffered from the fact that his time on the main roster had him around characters who were so popular and so badass that he just didn't quite have enough to stand out from the field. You I know, he's he's running around as part of, you know, teaming with Test, and you put the two of them together, that's an imposing team, but this is at the same time that Mankind's going toe to toe with The Rock and it's like, well, you know, that's fine, but you look over here
2: and they that- they, they when they brought him back, they kind of thought he was gonna have this like flashy style, and that's really not what he was. Mm-mm. I think is how he failed the second time.
0: Very. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna agree with you.
2: <laughs> and he got well, and they they kind of messed him up. So I thought he was kind of getting a little over with draws, and then he was kind of aimless for a while, and then they put him in X Factor, which was just death.
1: Mm, for yeah, yeah yeah i i kind of forgotten about that
2: and then he kind of got lost because that's when like their their hoss fetish really like kicked off and they were bringing in like nathan jones and everything and i think he just got he kind of got stuck like with that label of being like them when he actually did have a level of talent to him
0: it it was just kind of a um just kind of you know lost in the shuffle of too many people that are similar there's nothing wrong you know the dude can work but the same kinds of people being around means it it's harder and harder to stand out
2: yeah but i thought his original story i mean i know vince russo sucks but it's kind of the things (laughs) i miss or like with wrestling is when he originally came in he was like draws tattoo and piercing artist is what he was when he originally came in.
0: Sure, I mean that's that's a good ex- that's a that's a good introduction. You tie him with someone who's already there, in a way that's obviously important to a person. You know that works.
2: So, I'm trying to think of other people who've done power bombs. I'm really.
0: Hang on just a point. second. I'm 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 pulling a list real quick. Let's let's see here. Oh man. It's,
2: the problem is so many guys use it as a transition move, you kind of expect everyone does it now.
0: Well, that, they use variations. Like, Sami Zayn does the blue Thunderbomb, which is power bombish. It. I mean, it's a variant, but it's also different enough that it not finishing a match, you, you kind of get it, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, how about the oh double? God. How about the, how how about the double forget? power bomb?
0: <laughs> Jericho, baby! <laughs> I remember him doing that to Ken Shamrock, and I was pissed at the time because I was a huge Shamrock Mark. Uh, I remember him doing that, and that's on one hand it was cool, and then on the other hand, even
1: as a little Mark, I'm like, mm, wait a minute. <laughs> I actually really liked the double powerbomb. To be honest with you, Um, I felt it was super impressive. I I mean, Jericho doing it—it's kind of like funny. He's not a big dude, but um, back in the day, this is kind of—I don't know. I mean, SmackDown is probably like the most successful wrestling video game out there. But Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day, um, Fire Pro Wrestling. For mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance, uh, they had they had like the double power bomb, or even like a double power bomb into a, a DVD and Death Valley Driver. Like I would always oh, say that it's yeah. like my finisher for my created wrestler. Okay,
0: I'm gonna put you in the mat twice, and then I'm gonna put you in the mat again. Yeah. Okay, I folly. I do have I have two more. And one of them is one that we, in discussions, we've had lament. And the other one is, I think, one that we just, it's a—it's another Japanese variation that we just kind of missed. So I'm going to go with it first, is the uh, the Orange Crush. Um, I think that was, what, Kenta's? The Vertical Suplex Powerbomb?
2: Uh, I think Kabashi did that. Yeah.
0: Kenikobashi not Kenta but You're right
2: Yeah that was Kabashi's deal
0: <laughs> So that's that always seemed impressive to me and also seemed like you really got to trust the guy cuz is he going to is he going to push you out so that you land it correctly
2: That was kind of in their um that was kind of in their peak head droppy era I think oh. when he started doing that
1: It's not as um it's not as severe as like the burning hammer no which no, that, to me right. is like i there was a couple times like masawa took that and i'm like why would you agree to do that even a a, a you trust like kenta yeah that just looked insane
2: i i really hated when i don't know was that about 2002 to 2006 that every moron on the indie scene had some version of the burning hammer.
1: Yeah, they were even do that. They're either doing that or they were doing like the vertebraker breaker onto like fucking chairs.
2: Oh yeah. Oh god.
1: I feel like back in the day I probably saw like the Briscoes doing that, but that's I mean that not just like when they were in Ring of Honor, they're probably when they were doing that when they were like 15 years old in CZW.
2: I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Necro Butcher would have taken the vertebraker off a ladder onto the cement floor. Probably. God, God almighty. That guy. I, I've
1: never seen a dude who is like uh, such a legit smart dude be so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I can agree with that statement a lot. Um, he
2: went to, you, you, funny enough is that he went to college at like 15 and he did that's what he did with his life is he you know was a deathmatch wrestler.
1: I he's retired now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He retired.
2: Spike Dudley was like an English teacher. Yeah, I remember that from
0: uh, Beyond the Mat. Yep. Absolutely. I think Gorilla
2: Monsoon had like a PhD or something, didn't he?
0: I don't know,
2: because I know Gorilla was really smart.
0: I'd have to look that up.
2: All right. hot but i don't know
0: kind of like george Steele did yeah okay here's the last one and and brad i know you're gonna be pissed off at this one the buckle bomb
2: oh god Mm-hmm. so let's talk about well okay so there's two versions of the buckle bomb there's the one where the guy keeps contact and i don't like that one because i feel that that is a good way to concuss someone but at least you're kind of being sort of safe about it. And then there's the Seth Rollins way of doing it, where you just let the guy go and pray to God that they land okay. It's very and, carefree. And, yeah. And, you know, you end, like a, you end like a legit Legends career, and then you hurt a guy so bad that he misses, like, six months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was it Sting, then Balor, or Balor, then Sting?
2: It was Sting and then Balor, because he was the champion when he did it to Sting, And then he did it to Balor when they were fighting over the to be the first Universal Champion.
0: Mm. Okay, yeah, I remember. Okay, I I just okay now I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you now. In
2: fairness to him, Sting takes some of the blame for that for actually thinking he could do it, but I still think it was careless on his part.
0: To to do that move to Sting at that point in his career. Really, uh, shouldn't have happened. Um, I, I can't, I can't agree that that was a good idea now.
2: What I don't like about it, the way he does it is he doesn't, the guys have no control once they're up to, for how they're gonna, they're gonna land.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You kind of let fly and you're,
1: you're going to hit it. I'm, I just, uh, Search for the Balor one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it was at Summerslam, right? Yep.
2: SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, he. So first off, it's not even to the buckle. It's
2: like in it's the not. Barrier, it's not in it? the
1: ring. It's in the outside barrier. Yeah. And he literally. Yeah, he's like five feet away when he just chucks him, and. Baylor, like the way he threw him, because I'm watching it right now. Baylor would basically be hitting like the back of his head or neck on the barrier, so he th- puts his right shoulder out effectively to like block the block himself, so he's not concussed. Yeah, and that's like, I think where he like messed up his shoulder. He dislocated it and tore the labrum inside. Yeah. Which it's like it's it's not. I can't even say that that's his fault. Like he. He clearly was just trying to break his fall because he thought he the back of his head was going to be slamming into the barricade.
0: Yeah. I, re- I remember that injury very well because I had a minor version of it happen to me. Um, I tore it out. I, I was coming off the ropes, and I missed... I was going to catch myself on the top rope with both arms, and I missed it with one, and I tore my left shoulder out of socket. <clears throat> um, but it, it just... Looking at even in like video games, doing the buckle bomb, it it kind of worried me because you're part of there's there's not a good way to disperse it when you land. You're just you're hitting on a small point, I guess.
2: I think like when you keep contacting, you kind of like drive them into the 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 control, like into the turnbuckle. But yeah. you're still holding on to them. I think that is less bad because they still have some element of control. And you have some element of control. Mm-hmm. But the way he was doing it was just launching guys, which I don't think gives them a good chance to, like... No. ...save themselves if it goes wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I'll I agree with
2: that. I credit, he stopped doing it.
0: If... For for a while I know. I don't think he does know it if, now. I, I my problem is I haven't stopped to look. Um I just I don't know. But anyway. Well guys, do we have any other versions or users we want to talk about?
2: I was looking on my phone while we were talking, and we really hit everyone, and I'm kind of surprised. Well, notable people.
1: (laughs) I guess um, I'll throw another one out there, but he's kind of what he he did was kind of wasn't anything conventional. But I guess maybe like Batista, the Batista bomb. But that's kind of just like a Liger bomb, really.
2: So my my problem is I hate Batista, and I don't like giving him credit for anything because I think he sucks.
1: He's a much better actor than he is. former he's WWE a, star
2: he's a great Drax he is I've the, seen him in a
1: couple other things and like he he's perfectly fine as like a you know action guy he yeah. was in um, that Bond movie too uh,
0: which the one that came after Skyfall I can't remember what it was
2: um, Spectrum Spectrum yes
0: Spectre S- yes Spectre, Spectre. Yeah, he was he was the uh, he he filled the jaws role in that
1: one. I haven't seen I'll give,
2: that. I'll give him credit to all that stuff going on when he came back for the brief time period. He was one of the only voices of reason during that whole time.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, that he he took a look and was like, "Why why are you wanting to do this with me and Randy when this guy is so over about Daniel yeah. Bryan?" Um. I mean, Batista was, he used a pretty standard sit-out powerbomb. I don't know if it was in the, how he landed with it, or if it was just, I'm not sure what the execution was, but I never understood why whenever he would do the sit-out powerbomb, he'd never just hold them. Because he'd do the sit-out powerbomb, and then he'd roll back and then roll forward to go for the pin. I, I, I never understood that.
2: I think because he was very limited.
0: Maybe I don't know,
2: but remember he did get he did get injured for like he did miss like a considerable amount of time because he injured himself jogging with his wife. I do remember that story. And if you ever want a good Jim Cornette rant, look up one of look up one of his rants on Batista.
1: <laughs> who is that who
2: Jim Cornette oh, yeah. talking well, Jim... about him when he was an OVW
1: <laughs> I mean Jim Cornette complains about everyone so well,
2: actually his his debut at OVW is really cool so they had like this kind of like satanic group and they summoned him out of like the Ohio River
0: yeah he was the little the Leviathan yeah yeah and he they summoned him out of the river I remember that uh
2: he like wear the chains like around his neck to the ring and stuff. Like he was actually that was actually a cool gimmick.
0: I, I think they even had him work Kane a few times. Kane would come down from the main roster to work with him.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think he might have worked Undertaker too.
0: I think so. All right, guys. Well, as you said, we may have actually hit all the notable users. So that has been the first episode of our uh, what a maneuver format talking about moves users where they came from all that kind of good stuff so hey this has been shad Brad and Matt this is in the three three of the four corners you're in the fourth corner and guys we want to say thank you for joining us once again
2: and we'll see you next time see ya adios